This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to episode number 19 for Saturday, the 24th of September, 2022. It is Double Tap. It is the weekend. Marco Flalo is here, I hope. I can't do it alone, can I? Or can I? Hmm. You're listening to Double Tap, the weekend edition, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Mark Aflalo. Of course he's here. Mark Aflalo. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> How are you this week? I'm uh, I'm good. I'm a little tired today. It's been a it's not a rough couple weeks. It's been a couple weeks of just so much going on. Mm. With Apple events and and briefings and and I had a Roku event this week that I can't talk about. I had a Logitech event this week <laughs> that I can't talk about. Um, I, I'm supposed to get an Apple Watch Ultra. I don't know where that is. Uh, that was supposed to, like I was like the first person in line ordering it and don't even thinking, get me oh, started. Yeah, don't get me started. Um, what on else? It. What else? What else? What else? What else? I'm tired. Uh, my brain hurts. I'm drinking more water these days. I t- I'm told that Ooh. I'm dehydrated. I need to drink more water. Apparently, that's good for you. Um, what else? I've been using the iPhone 14. I don't know if we talked about last. Did we talk about which phone I started using? I don't think we did. No, I don't think we did. You got oh, three. We got, yeah, I got, well, I got, I, I, there's a whole story here, but how are you? I'm all right. You know what? I'm fine. I'm tired as well, but I am in it for a different reasons. I've been talking about this during the week on the show. Uh, and I know you're really busy, so you don't get the chance to catch up, but this is the chance for me to catch you up on the show. You see, that's how this works. And, um, yeah, all week I've been moaning about the fact that I've been living in a sugar coma. Uh, following the Queen's <laughs> funeral on Monday, uh, okay. I been basically because th- that was the day. Obviously, we were so sad that we had to eat cake. Um, oh, is that how that works? It's what the British do, right? It's how, how does we your survive. doctor feel about that? Just out of curiosity, is your doctor okay with haven't that? Haven't mentioned it. <laughs> haven't mentioned that one. Um, oh, oh, okay, yeah, okay. But the problem is that it's not the it's not the cake that's the problem. It's the leftover cake into day two that then feeds into day three, and then you have this. We have this rule in the house that you have to finish everything. So everything has to be finished oh, and gone, okay. and then you don't bring anything else oh, in. My. Don't bring anything else in, but finish everything first. And then you've got to do it in the day. Otherwise, you know, oh, I don't know, you break some unspoken rule that I don't understand. But anyway, I'm still recovering from my sugar coma. You know what? Uh, this this weekend, so starting tomorrow, are, is the Jewish holidays, the high holidays. So Rosh Hashanah starts tomorrow night. Uh, if you're if you're listening to this, of course, on Saturday, I refer to that. Um, so when you talk about sugar, this is like when I when I get into like the meat coma. Okay. Not only the sugar coma, but the meat coma. And it's fun because I started a diet last week. So I'm I'm eating way more oh. greens and stuff like that. I'm supposed to eat like red meat once a week and all this all this insane stuff that. I don't know if I'll ever be able to do uh, without, you know, jumping off a ledge somewhere. That's, you know, not really. Jumping well, that's off not a ideal. Ledge. No, no, no. I'm going to try not to do that, at least until our contracts are up. Um, but I like that. Yeah. So that's the level. That's the point. Once the contracts are up, I'm out of here. But, you know, oh, yeah, then, I'm, 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 I'm off that up. ledge. You know, yeah. no, no, don't even uh, look at me. <laughs> so, but, yeah, know, so here's those, the thing. those holidays I, start. I have a question here because, you know, I, I was born Catholic. I'm not religious anymore. I gave up for Lent. That's my ongoing joke. And um, I, I'm always fascinated. Wait, wait, wait. You gave up Catholicism for Lent? <laughs> I did. I forgot, I forgot to go okay. back. It's the way it goes. And okay. um, I, I'm always intrigued by this because Jewish holidays always seem to revolve around food. Can I become Jewish? Is that possible? Yeah, but you know what? There's certain times of the year where it doesn't revolve around food that I think you may... End up uh, end up giving it up for Lent as well. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if, if, it, if it's going to work that way or not. Mm. But I mean, it, it, there always tends to be some kind of um, meal with the family, at which you I don't know. You know, I don't know why. There's probably some reason for that. My wife graduated with a degree in religious studies. I should ask her. You should ask her. Yeah. But, but it's, um, it's about coming together, her. isn't it? It's all getting the family together, and it's really it's nice. Actually, it's really nice. Yeah, it's 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 quite it's quite the nightmare. I mean, quite the quite the good <laughs> gathering. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm quite glad not to be part of it, but you know, that's just me. Um, but yeah. no, um, 
<laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah, so listen, before so much to catch up on, but the Apple Watch, I was really hoping to be showing off my Apple Watch Ultra to you today and saying, oh, God, me because too. I got it in screaming orange and I thought, I, I, I don't know what the official colour is. Hey, 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 well, hang on a second. I have to <laughs> preface it. Screaming orange, I got the band too. It's just the band that's orange, right? Yeah. The watch itself, every single watch is the same colour. Everybody, every single watch looks the same. It's just the different bands. You get orange and there's green and all this stuff. I got the same thing. I'm an, I'm an orange one. You're an orange guy too. He's holding up. He's I'm holding, holding up, up his phone right now with the orange yeah. case. No, that is that the orange case, right? That's the orange. That, well, it looks like it looks like the orange case that I can see here. You guys on the radio and in the podcast I have no clue what he's holding up, but he's holding up his iPhone. It looks like the fourteen with an orange case. Um, but yeah, th- this, but this this is interesting to me because this color, as soon as and this is a very local point I'm making here, but friends of mine where I live said, yeah. oh. That's that's the color of the local bus company. So oh, now I have funny. to get rid of this because I can't have this. I can't be walking around oh. with a phone the color of a bus company. I mean, come on, livery of a bus. That's <laughs> what I'm walking around with here. There was a there was a show. I don't know if you ever got it over on your side of the pond called uh, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, you ever I've, seen yes, that show? I've not seen it, but it is on here. Yeah, with Neil Patrick Harris and a bunch of other mm. uh, Colby Smulders. And and there was this one episode where the whole episode was about about uh, uh, pointing out things that people do and that people didn't realize. So, for example, that, you know, you're holding this phone around and someone points out suddenly, oh, that's like the local bus company. So suddenly you can't look at it again. It's it's ruined it. And the fun they made of it was you heard glass breaking, like, oh, my God, I never realized that. Now you can never talk about it again. Or or this person (laughs) does this. They chew very loudly. I never noticed. What are you talking about? Then that's all they can hear. So, unfortunately, you're in that situation. It's like when I shop for cars. Whenever I shop for cars, I know you can relate. Uh, Whenever I shop for cars... I'm like, oh, I want to get a car that not everybody has, and you know, I, I I don't see them often. And then the second I decide, okay, I want to look at this car, I see them everywhere. They're everywhere. Exactly. It's you know what? This must be where search engines and Facebook got their idea about listening to everything we say and then show, shoving it in our face. Yeah, that's it. It sounds just like that. But I'll say this, you know, it's funny. The, the car shopping thing is interesting because I I you know have done the old car shopping thing with other people, obviously, and. Um, it's interesting because I get to sit in the same driver's seat that you get to sit in. That's true. Because we're oh on the God. other side of the road, right? But I sit in your seat. It's great. You know what? Next time I come to Scotland and I come to visit, I'm going to bring my Logitech steering wheel and I'm going to oh. strap it to your side so that you can pretend. I can just sit there and pretend. Yeah. But what I'll do is I'll follow your motions. So <laughs> we'll see how this ends up. We'll find a parking lot somewhere. You got parking lots. You got big malls with parking yeah, lots yeah, so that course. we can just go. Out. Yeah, okay, great. We'll just do that. That's and how they're you teach all kids abandoned because Amazon took over, right? So you know they're all abandoned. Yeah, anyway. yeah of course. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe an Amazon parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was really hoping to have the Apple Watch Ultra today, but it's been delayed. I don't know what's happened to it. I haven't got my AirPods yet. Oh, it's a disgrace. <gasps> this is horrible. It is. And you're the same, right? Because you're waiting for stuff as well. I um, am. But you know what? I did read something earlier this week that said that shipping has been slipping on certain orders in different places, mostly the U.S., but that's because that's where the most of the amount of people complain. In Canada, we're really nice. We don't really complain about these things very openly. You apologize yeah, mine, to mine was delayed, and yeah. But it's, it's okay. I've got my iPhone 14 that I'm more still playing with, still discovering things. So which one did you end up? Because you got the iPhone 14, you got the Pro, and you got the Pro Max. <sighs> This confuses everybody when I have this mm. conversation. So here's what happened, okay? Every year, uh, we we put a request out to Apple. We say, hey, we'd love to you know, review these devices, and we name the devices that we want to talk about. So I said, I'd like to get a 14. I'd like to get a 14 Pro and a 14 Pro uh, Pro Max so that I can put them side by side. And uh, I've, been, I've been rocking my 13 Pro Max for the past year. It's been a great device. So uh, they sent me a package, and by the way, and I ordered. I still, I also ordered because you never know what's going to happen. There might be, you know, supply might be great, and the media units may not be available. So I said, okay, let me order a Pro Max because that's what I like, and let me order a 14 for my wife, and this way I have the backup to talk about on the various shows that we do, whether it's a TV show or on Now with Dave Brown, et cetera, et cetera. So I had all these phones, and Apple sent me the 14 and the, the 14 Pro, not the Pro Max. So I decided, you know what? I've been using the Pro Max for so long, 
But the Pro is really kind of comfortable in my hand. Like, I mean, I'm holding it up to the screen now so that you could see it, Stephen. But, like, I, I can reach the edges. I'm not really stretching. I won't drop it on my head when I'm watching YouTube <laughs> in the middle of the night, which, by the way, it leaves a dent in that forehead. It does. So I'm, I'm rocking the 14 Pro because it's got the full camera system and everything that goes. And this is the one that Apple sent me. So I'm going to hang on to it until they rip it out of my grubby dead hands um, with one terabyte. That was the selling point for me. Because oh, I wow. ended up buying, yeah, I bought the 256 thinking, okay, that's all I need. Uh, and then they sent me a t- one terabyte version. I said, you know what? Let me really play with like the camera and the Apple Pro Raw and the really big files and let me not worry about it. So I'm, I'm rocking the one terabyte. My wife's using the 14. And I'm a, I'm going to be honest, like if, if, if Apple hadn't sent it to me um, because of this business and what we're doing, I would have bought it. It's it's a no-brainer mm-hmm. uh, for me. But people who are out there asking me, should I get it? If they're on a 13, no. I mean, don't waste your money. Don't don't no. spend $2,000 on a phone. If you're on a 12, even, I would say questionable at that point, unless you're having problems. Like, I really, I wouldn't on the 12 because the 12 and the 14 and the 13, I mean, they're so similar. Anything before that, absolutely, it's worth, it's worth the upgrade. And, of course, situations are different if you use it for cameras depending what you're doing on the device you know it's it's always an upgrade i'm really curious though i'm sorry i'm not letting you speak um (laughs) i'm really really curious (laughs) to see what the redesign is going to be for the 15 if Mm. there is going to be a redesign because i think we've you know how we plateau software wise sometimes i feel like we've almost plateaued hardware wise what what else could they do hardware wise to make it a slimmer to maybe maybe a flat camera system if they can ever make room for that. But design-wise, I don't think that can... I don't know. I don't know what... I can't imagine what would be dramatically different that it would be worthwhile of like an i15. Like, oh my God, that's a new, well, new design. I saw one rumor this week, which... I mean, well, it's not a rumor. It was a suggestion. And I think this is, is a good one, actually, of what may be next for the iPhone range, possibly for the 15. And that is that the 15 will get USB-C. Okay. But the, but the 15 Pro will get Thunderbolt. And okay. I thought, that's interesting, actually. Because, again, you've got to differentiate the two. I thought they might just ditch the ports entirely. You know, they moved, they've got rid of the SIM now in the US, and, and I guess around the world they'll try and do the same. But I wonder if they'll either go portless or whether they will do that, whether they'll go USB-C on the kind of regular iPhone and then Thunderbolt on the 15, the way they've done with the iPads. Um, That makes sense. It makes sense, but it doesn't, you know, I think it's a natural progression, especially there's a lot of countries that are lobbying for Apple to switch to USB-C so it's a standard across the board. I think it's about time. It's been a long time since we've been on Lightning. I don't remember which one it was. I think it was from the 4. Was it the 4? 4 or 5 onwards. Yeah. That we switched to Lightning. That's been a long time. Like, they they seem to go about 10 years on a connector before they really try to change things up. Lightning was, I mean, Lightning was a great connector. Like, I think... You know, if if they were able to get the bandwidth over the cable, I think it could have been a great. It, it could be a great comparison to USB C, reversible, so you don't make a mistake. I think it's a really good connector, but I, I think it's a good idea though. If you're going to have a pro version, throw Thunderbolt in there. Makes sense. Get the files off quicker because right now, if you shoot Apple ProRes on that phone, it's going to take you a while to get those files off. That's the problem, and you know, AirDrop. I mean. God love AirDrop, oh. but oh, it takes so long to get things done on there. And even a basic, I mean, like, even if you don't record on that high level, it can take a while to get the, the footage across. So, yeah, they haven't really got that nailed yet. So yeah. it's going to be interesting. Um, so you're, you're, I mean, it's interesting. You and I are both the same now because I'm on the a 14 Pro. And for my wife, she was on the 12. And okay. I was thinking what to do, right? Do I get her the 14? I don't, I don't think she would ever need the Pro. So... She'd be probably more than happy on the on the fourteen, but I decided in the end just to give her my thirteen Pro Max because I thought, you know what, she, she can do with a bigger screen. She'll enjoy it. She'll love it. I can't use. It. I just find it too big and heavy. It's a great demo yeah. device, but that was kind of it for me. Um, but you know, she will. She loves it. She absolutely adores that. And to be honest, that's as far as she wants to go. I mean, look, she's on Facebook all the time. She's sending texts. Yeah. She's on WhatsApp. She's not doing anything particularly involved with this. I mean, yeah, she's taking videos and stuff, but she's just taking videos of the dog running about. It doesn't have to be in the <laughs> highest video quality ever. Yeah. Um, you know, she's using we it like a regular consumer, frankly. <laughs> like yeah, like well, most the, people the use the way it. it should be. Yeah. Um, we did the hand, I do the hand-me-down thing in my house, so my daughter doesn't really care. So she's still using an iPhone XR. 
Wow. She likes it set up. I don't want to. I don't want to screw it. Screw up with it. It's a good phone. It's got the wireless charging and everything. So she's she's pretty good there. Um, for my son, he. I mean, if it was up to him, he'd be taking everything that's brand new. But <laughs> he got my 13 Pro Max, which was funny because he doesn't have a lot on his phone. He has a lot of games and a lot of apps, but not a lot of data and mail and stuff like that. Not a lot of photos. So I did the. When you set up a new device now, there's just two options to to restore or transfer. You can restore an iCloud backup, which basically gets you up and running a lot quicker and then downloads all the apps and stuff afterwards. Yeah. Then there's the transfer method, which in his case did it wirelessly. And because it said 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do this because normally on mine, because of all the stuff I have on it, it says an hour and a half. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So I did the transfer method. I did it wirelessly. I kept the phones right side by side. I kept waking the screen. It worked really, really well. But, you know, the thing I'm amazed that it still does not transfer when you switch devices, things like login. And I understand the security aspect of things, but things like your Facebook login, your LinkedIn login, your social media, your mail password, all these things that you have to re you literally spend almost an hour and even days afterwards remembering, oh, I got to get back into this program. Now and the biggest one. Because, because actually yeah. you say that, but my Facebook, my Twitter, my mail, all that transferred across. It was my banking apps that didn't transfer. And I kind of understand that. I guess they would, yeah. they would maybe device registered. So they have to be uh, logged in again so they can register with a new device. But well, it's also if you have passwords stored in iCloud on your keychain, mm. that does not transfer because there's a secure enclave on your phone physically, mm. and that intentionally wipes. But yeah, it was like, and and the other ones are the authenticator apps for the multi-factor authentication. Oh, that's a nightmare. I've yeah. got yeah, I've got Google Authenticator, which by the way, transferring is super easy. They just put up a QR code, you scan it, and it's done. Oh. And the Microsoft Authenticator, which technically lets you restore from an iCloud backup, but it it's, you still have to log into each account. It is quite the pain. And then of course. I wait a couple days because I don't want to miss something mm -hmm. and then to wipe my phone and realize, oh, crap, I didn't I didn't, you know, restore that and I can't do it. But uh, it's an interesting process. I think it's it's definitely come a long way. Like, I mean, this is like getting up and running is super, super easy. You have now you have eSIMs out there, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't. We don't have an eSIM. I have an eSIM on a sec separate line, so I'm still physically switching SIM cards. Was that easy? Oh, was that well, sw switching? Oh, what a great story this is, right? So on my wife's phone, she's on a different network to me. So she, I, I switch over her phone. I do the whole changeover from the 12 to the 13 Pro Max, and this is the first time I see this message that comes up and says, "Hey, would you like to transfer the existing number that's on the old device to the new device and turn it into an eSIM?" And what it then says is. This will make your SIM card redundant. And I thought, okay, let's try it. So hit continue. Seconds, done. That's it. The network's activated on the new device and the old SIM card is dead. I'm thinking, wow, that's incredible. So I get my 14 Pro and I'm changing up from my iPhone 13 mini and I get the same message that comes up. Do you want to change it? Yeah, absolutely. Hit continue. I'm waiting. I'm like, ready to go. Nothing. No numbers to be transferred. What? Okay. So I start Googling around. I start finding out that there's a, a process. So here's the process. I find this buried on the, a page on my network provider, which says you have to call this number, which is only open certain hours of the day, and you call the number. They will then send you a pack in the post, which is basically a letter with a QR code in it. I show that QR code to my device, and then my SIM card will be transferred across. Oh, interesting. And I'm like, really? You can't just send me a code? You can't just email me a QR code? So, it has to so be done this Bell, way. Yeah, on Bell here, you go to a website, you log in with your username and password, it shows you a QR code, you scan it on your phone, and you're done. That's it. That's all I want to do. Well, and you I, have to, I have to call someone. I have to get a mail. Someone has to print out a QR code to send to me so that I cannot use a piece of cardboard. I mean, it's couldn't ridiculous. They, couldn't they print it out and like just take a picture and send it to you? Yeah. I mean, really? Could the guy another? I mean, I haven't even gone through the process yet because I know what it's going to be like. I'll be on hold for about nineteen days. Oh God, uh, it's just ridiculous. So I'll be changing. That reminds works, me. I think. That reminds me of uh, when they first started doing um, check deposits with your camera and your banking app. Mm. I don't know if that's even a thing there. Kind but of. There were a couple in some places. Yeah, there were a couple people that were like, like, oh, I still want to mail you a check. I'm like, do me a favor. 
send me a picture of both sides of the check yeah. and mail it afterwards. <laughs> yes. I could deposit it the second I got the picture and then I had the check in the mail because they wanted to mail it. I'm like, don't like you don't even need to wire. Don't don't waste your money wiring. Just send me a picture of the check. That's all I do, need. Do you guys do you guys have, have speed cameras in Canada? Do you get these where where basically like, people who drive on the road if they go too fast? You can oh, get... yeah, of course. Right, okay. So there was a situation here. Uh, it was actually in London, I believe, where it happened. And this guy got caught speeding. And they sent him a picture of the car, him in the car, uh, driving yeah. too fast. But he wasn't, he was doing like, you know, a 35 and a 30 mile an hour. I mean, it wasn't horrific, but, you know, it was still yeah, okay. over the limit. And um, he decided to be funny. Uh, they'd asked for £60 as a fine. So he thought he it'd be funny. And he, he sent a picture of the £60. <laughs> So the police responded to this by sending him a picture of a pair of handcuffs, which I thought was actually pretty brilliant, to be honest. I love that story. I got I got caught once. I got caught once on the cam- the first time they ever started doing them here, which was probably about 15 years ago. I remember um, the system wasn't great because they can't really identify who's driving. Mm. They could take the car and they they but they can't de- they can't nail you demerit wise on your personal license because they don't know someone could your wife could be driving your son could you could let the car to somebody. I remember getting this certified letter in the mail from the city of Montreal Police Department and it was like about twenty seven pages because at that point they hadn't refined the process and they had to explain everything in in triplicate. And I was traveling and my wife got this thing and I'm like I'm so scared. I'm like, oh, my God, what is this? I don't want her to open it. What if it's something? What if I'm being arrested? What if I'm being served? And she's like, she just starts laughing because she sees a picture of my car and it was like a $90 ticket or something. But it was just, yeah, now, nowadays, I think they do this terrifying. all electronically. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, whatever. Yeah. It's just it's just a money ruse, isn't it? That's, let's be honest. Um, so, look, I want to talk about a couple of other stories because there's a lot going on. And um, one story that caught my attention this week, and it might be unusual for us to maybe bring up here, but I thought it was interesting and especially at the weekend where we like to kind of delve into some of the mainstream stories of the week is a story about Grand Theft Auto. Now I used to love Grand Theft Auto and I'm going to be honest with you Mark it's the first time when Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out that I probably won't be able to play it. I think it's just going to be too much for me to be able to even Mm. attempt to play and I'm kind of sad about that but I because I really loved Grand Theft Auto and I loved the the gameplay and the carry on. I mean look all I did was steal a bus and drive it around that's all I ever did but I quite enjoyed that and um, I see that there's been a leak this week and it's been pretty big. There's been a, a leak of lots of information about what this game is. And the leak included not just, I think, up to 90 videos from oh, wow. from the company and actually videos from the game that's coming out, but also source code as well. Like they got really oh, into really? this. They got source code, they got images, they got the videos, they got lots of other information out of this. And a lot of companies are quite concerned about this because it's not the only game. There's been other games as well that have been hacked into and they've got data. I think the biggest one, though, is from Rockstar Games and Grand Theft Auto. Um, but it does go to show that, you know, it is a digital world we live in and hacking is yeah. everywhere. And it even happens to the big guys like Rockstar. But here's the thing is the second you expose a game like this to um, third-party beta testers and stuff like that, you're risking that. This is why in the in the Hollywood world, in the in the movie-making world, when they send out screeners of movies, they watermark them. Not only do they watermark them, but they digitally encode them with a unique signature so that if someone does leak it, they know exactly who did it. And maybe this is something the video game industry needs to start doing as well. The funniest thing is that all the reports on this, Stephen, um, there's like spoiler warnings. That this is this is people are worried about leaking spoilers so they don't ruin the game for people. That's right. This yeah. is how exciting it's. It's insane, but uh, it's definitely yeah, that's I mean, right. They're, that's right because there's bits. The videos obviously show gameplay, right, and they show yeah. what, what can happen and. Uh, yeah, they're concerned that the story gets. At out. least, at least they're respectful of the leak. They're like, "Oh, we, you know, if you want to read it, we'll tell you all about it. But if you don't, it's like when Apple has a, an event and there's like the spoiler-free feed, so you can yep. look at a website like Mac Rumors and they have nothing about it until it's announced. It's so funny. But well, they have a, well, they have a little message beforehand. Viewer discretion is advised because I guess yeah, you know yeah. most of these scenes in these shows will not, or this particular game won't be particularly uh, PG, shall we say? Um, well, that's a, I think that's what made this game popular, right? It was mm-hmm. almost like softcore porn at some points. Yeah. At some points, and the violence too. Like my son is saying, "Can't play Grand Theft Auto." I'm like, you know what? You play Call of Duty. I'd rather you shoot people with a sniper rifle than, than expose yourself <laughs> what to the strip clubs. What does that even mean, right? <laughs> I know, it's ridiculous. It's like, I'd rather you kill people with a sniper rifle than go and visit a strip yeah. club. Ridiculous. But that's the world we're in. And, you know, I want to ask you this. As a parent, how difficult is it to police that at home? Because 
they're playing it that or their friends are playing the game must be a nightmare you know we're we're pretty good around our house like we're we're very we're not strict parents but we're also i don't know it's hard because my, you know my son is he he reports he tells on himself you know a lot he'll he'll like oh i hit a child at school today and he'll go to the principal and tell on himself he didn't actually do anything it was an accident um so when it comes to you know playing stuff he really he's really good about it my kids don't don't go against us yet you know he wanted to play call of duty for the longest time like no zack no zack no zack but then you got to really look around the, look at the world around you look at what they're consuming anyway look at the movies they're watching like the marvel movies and mm-hmm. even some i remember we we went to see this movie called the good dinosaur years ago it was a disney movie it was all about dinosaurs oh, yeah. running the world and yeah. and and the and the humans were like the uh were the dinosaurs right so role reversal and at the end of this at the end of the movie spoiler spoiler alert at the end of the movie, they um, all died. The human, no, they didn't die, but the human <laughs> parted, went back to his people, and the dinosaur went back to their. And and Zach, was, my son, was was just bawling. He was absolutely bawling. He left the theater in tears. It was horrible. I was I was gut wrenched. And then I realized, I said to myself, you know, I bring him to a movie like this, and he leaves in tears. But I go see Cars Three, which starts with a gunfight on an oil rig, <laughs> and I'm fine with that. So you have to look at things that what are, what are they consuming anyway in the first place and realize, you know what, play Call of Duty, just go shoot stuff, turn the blood off so it's not that gory, yeah. you know what's happening in the game, if you want to have fun doing it. I don't think video games lead people down, low. I don't I don't think he's going to become a Unabomber or, uh, you know, be the next, you know, school shooter because he plays Call of Duty. I think if you restrict them, it's kind of like eating, if you stop, don't let any of your kids have have sweets when they do have it. They'll go crazy and they'll hurt themselves. So if you don't expose them to it, when they do get it, they're going to feel like they're doing something naughty and and they're going to take it very differently. Now, Grand Theft Auto, though, I think uh, I think I need to play it first to see how how bad it gets. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, I think you do. As a parent, you absolutely probably do. But but I think it's, I suppose it's a bit like you know the French like to give their kids wine at the meal, and they say, you know what. How many of those kids grew up to be alcoholics, right? It's the same kind of thing, I guess, well, in the sense that, you know, you, 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 okay, there's there's limits you place on your, your kids, of course. But, you know, I remember I grew up in a household where my grandfather was a heavy smoker, like a smoker to the point that he light his next cigarette off the one that was still burning. Yes. It would just be yeah. constantly, the ashtray was just full by the end of the day. Mm. And I remember joking about something. They're like, oh, yeah, you want, you want to try that? Here, here, take a cigarette. And they gave me one. And th- yeah. this would not fly today. Like, I think it would probably be arrested in jail somewhere. And I, I took a puff of a cigarette, and I'm, I've never touched that again. I never touched that again, especially as a kid. So sometimes you got to let them hit their head in order for them to learn sometimes themselves, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, stay right there because we've got lots more to talk about. This is Double Tap at the weekend. Send us your feedback to feedback at ami.ca. Leave us a voicemail at one 803 4567 You're listening to Double Tap. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. And on Double Tap TV this week, Marka Flalo, uh, we talked all about keyboards, my favourite topic. <laughs> oh, I love keyboards. Uh, you might have guessed because uh, I went on about them for half an hour. In fact, I, so much so I hijacked the show. I think you started the show, if I remember you rightly, did. and you then did. I, you just, I just took over. Took over. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, Michael yeah, Fear writes okay. in uh, on Twitter, actually, he wrote into us at Double Tap on air. He says um, he loved the episode, he loved the show. He found it a very enjoyable conversation with coffee, is how he put it. Very civilised. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's all is I've that got. It? <laughs> I mean, what I'm else you want to say? A clip or something? <laughs> no, no, I, I want to say, though, you know, I, I am absolutely, you know, I love keyboards, right? And um, he came he came back with an, a suggestion. I think it might have been uh, Michael or someone else. Someone came back uh, on Twitter with a suggestion of, a, is it Nufi? Now, I've never heard of this company. N-U-P-H-Y. Um, I think it's Nufi, and it's an Air 35, which sounds really nice. I mean, look, it's a mechanical keyboard. I know you're probably looking it up right now, but I honestly, I am... I love mechanical keyboards. Uh, Someone got in touch with me actually saying they were having some problems with their Logitech MX as well. These are nice. Are these for Mac only? It doesn't really say. It just says revolutionizing the laptop experience. I don't know why they, the world's thinnest mechanical keyboard. This is really nice. So is this maybe like a portable option? 
I don't know. It looks portable. It's not a full-size keyboard. It doesn't have the numpad. Mm. It looks really, really quite nice. Beautiful switches. They Actually, this company makes some pretty cool stuff. A nice wallet and stand for your phone. I'm going to have to reach out to these guys because this is pretty... My son was going to go crazy because he loves building... Key, like He buys keyboards like and he builds the whole... Like buys the components separately. This company has a lot of really, really cool stuff. And the, the really irritating thing for me is... They don't ship to the UK, or they're not available in the UK. So Aww. you have to spend an absolute fortune to get them in. You know what you got to do, Stephen. You got to do what I do, which is um, I often find things, and I just bought a digital toaster. Okay, yes, a digital toaster. Okay, um, and and it was did not ship to Canada. So I have a I have a Sherpa in the U in the US. I call him a Sherpa. <laughs> His name's Mitchell, um, and I often send things to Mitchell's house and. Uh, and I, I call him and I either forget to tell him and things just show up in my name <laughs> or or I'll let him know saying, hey, I ordered something to your house. Um, I'll send you a label. Just ship it over to me and he'll ship it to me in Canada. So um, you need to find one of those in North America. I, I, I highly to, recommend. I was going to say, Mitchell sounds really good at that. Yeah, I think he may be my guy. Because, uh, you know, the great thing, one of the, uh, there's so many terrible things about being blind and one or there's actually a number of great things about being blind, and one is a free postal service. Now, I don't know if I'd trust a digital toaster with it, but I had we a, do have second. this free postal service. So you service. can send stuff for free? Anything. Anything anywhere? Now, they, they say, now, in this country, the male people, they say, no, no, you can't, you can't send everything or anything. What you do have to send is something blind-related. So what we do, here's oh. the secret, right? Here's the secret. You print out something in Braille, stick a piece of Braille paper in it, you know, along with, say... I don't know, a digital toaster, and you send oh, it God. off, and that's it. So the, this is why you don't hesitate to send me all those boxes of stuff, because it doesn't cost you anything. It cost me a penny. It's great. <laughs> it is absolutely brilliant. It, it feeds right into my Scottish nature to just not spend I'm spending money. hundreds of dollars sending you stuff in boxes, and you're like, yeah, here, throw me a Braille paper in here. Stick a bit of Braille paper in it, slap a label oh, on it, off it goes. God. I mean, there's no guarantee you'll ever get there because they don't they don't allow you to insure it. Um, oh, so well. there's no guarantees on anything. But <laughs> so far, everything I've sent has arrived. So you know that's good. Um, you know, you talked about yeah. this week's show, and we got there was one question on Twitter. Um, I saw it earlier this week. He said, um, "Well, I didn't see keyboards in the show." And I, I talked to my wife, who does our social media. I'm like, I think we need to start specifying when we're promoting shows that this is the TV show, this is the podcast, because there's too much double tap. So do you know the problem? I figured this out. I, oh, okay. I know what the problem is. So yeah. the radio show, our little show here, my little dog yeah. and pony show during the week, it goes out at uh, 12 noon Every and day. then it's repeated at 8 p.m. Eastern, which on a Tuesday is the same uh... time the TV show goes out. So that's where the confusion's lying, right? Mm. Also, by the way, 4 a.m. Eastern. If you can't sleep, we'll help. Um but yeah, so you can uh, listen to us at 8 p.m. That's the problem. That's exactly the issue. People are, are tuning in and they're saying, oh, well, you mean what? You mean TV? You mean radio? What are we talking about here? Well, so we so we're going to start updating them and make sure we specify, even though we attach like the TV promo to it, we're going to say, you know, tune in to Stephen Scott and Marco Flalo on TV tonight or yeah. on TV this week so you know it's a TV show, which, of course, you can also go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Double tap on air. Although, By the way, I'm gonna... the other problem is that the TV show is yeah. also on audio as well. So, you know, just because it's also on the TV. So, you know, just to throw that into the mix. Well, listen, there's a lot of complication here, but you know what? The fact of the matter is you can find us. You can find us everywhere. And, he, and here's what we're here's what I'm going to give you a little a little sneak peek for you guys just listening to this show. Ooh. Number one, two, two sneak peeks. OK, number two one, sneak peeks. everybody who emails us lately, I've been responding to personally saying, hey, we're, we're planning an Ask Us Anything episode for somewhere probably in November, December. So we're gathering people's questions now. We want you to send in a video question. Like Just record yourself on the phone. Hold it up. Have someone hold it for you. Just ask us a question. Say, hey, guys, I have a question about something. And what we're going to do, again, sneak peek be here, we're going to get some some experts in the field to answer some of those questions. Some some people we've had on the show before, maybe some celebrities in the tech world, we're going to have them help us answer some of these questions. It's going to be a lot of fun. Plus, until I'm out of them, I'm going to be sending people who send in these questions some of our limited edition season five premier water bottles. So you only heard it here. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. So I know that if you send me a video question, you're legit. 
So do that now. Can I just say, I don't have one of these water <laughs> bottles. Do I, do I have to send in a video question in order to get one of the bottles with my yeah, own signature on it? With a return stamped envelope, please. With, a, with one of those labels. <laughs> yeah, so I don't have to so I don't have to spend my money sending it. No, I will I will send it to everybody except for you and Sean. Um, I will take care of that, um, absolutely. And uh, there was one other thing I wanted to say. So we launched our YouTube channel this season, obviously, mm. with uh, great episodes from season four. All of season four is up there. Um, plus, we've been posting you know the, the clips from the TV show in separate segments. Great stuff. But... People have been asking, what about season three? What about season two, season one? I'm just about ready to hit publish on all of season three. So every single episode from season three is about to pop onto our YouTube channel as well. So this is going to be a great hub for you guys to get all the content with the transcriptions, with the captions, everything there that you missed for the past couple of years. You know what? You could spend a weekend just binging Double Tap. Who wouldn't want to watch me and Steven? I think All that's weekend long. the best way to spend a weekend, to be honest. And just be yeah. clear, that's the TV show on the TV channel, which TV is also not the, not the audio <laughs> show on the TV channel. Just to be absolutely clear on this, right? Yeah. And by the way, we also got an email from, uh, did you did you mention this? Uh, you didn't mention Camille Savoie, did you? No, no. I didn't, no. Um, I've been using an ergonomic keyboard for many, many years, and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I agree with Mark 100%. We were referring to what I talked about on the show, which was, it just helps your wrists. It gets rid of that. Oh tunnel, yeah, yeah. Because I was, you know, I was and it just keeps it. And it teaches you, you how to type. It teaches I, you I, how to I, type. I, 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 you know, cool. I'm going to pick you up on that. Well, what are you talking about? I was thinking after this when I heard, I was watching back what the episode, mean? thinking, what does he mean? It taught him how to type. How does an ergonomic keyboard help you how to type? What are you talking okay. about? Because it so, I used to type, and and listen, I've been on computers for a very long time in my life. I used to type with one finger, literally whatever finger was nearest to the key, I would just hit. And I used to just touch type with one finger. And I'd be fast, by the way. I'd be as fast as anybody who was, took typing lessons. And I never really learned how to position my hands properly to use a keyboard properly. When you got the ergonomic keyboard, the keys are split down the middle. And they're on an angle. So your hands rest in the natural typing position. And whereas when you use one finger, I would like, I don't know, if I wanted to reach the cue, sometimes I'd hit the cue with my right hand. Well, no, your left hand is there. You should use that. So it caught, taught me to keep my hands in the proper position to type properly. I don't get it. You know what? You're not supposed to get it. <laughs> yes, I, <laughs> I, I was taught the old-fashioned way on a typewriter. And I have to tell you, it was incredibly techy. I had someone put a piece of paper over my hands. Yeah. So that I wouldn't look. I mean, they couldn't tell, but okay. So, you know, I mean, literally to see anything at that point, I was, you know, it was up to my face, but, you know, I was going to be able to see a keyboard, you know, from a decent distance. Um, you know, it's funny. That's that's one of the biggest barriers I find to switching to a new device, especially between Apple and other devices, because Apple keyboards are all very, I mean, they're pretty much the same. Mm. The layout, the spacing, the positioning, the buttons. So you get so used to it. And then you pick up, I don't know, pick up like an Acer or an Asus or whatever it is. And you start typing. And you're like, wait a second. The shift key's a bit bigger on this one. Or the tab key's smaller. And suddenly you're hitting the wrong buttons. You eventually get it because you just kind of shift your whole hand in one direction and you get it. But it, it's what keyboards are one of these really kind of personalized things. I actually look down right now and I have one right in front of me literally Stephen three keyboards in front of me because I haven't programmed the keyboard that can handle three devices to just switch between them yeah but sometimes but that means you can have more keyboard I mean I've got one just sitting down to my side here which is the one I was showing on the <laughs> on the episode uh, the yeah. huge Matthias keyboard this is I mean listen to that well hang on hang on let's not stop that what about the MX keys for the Mac I love this is now I also have a more clicky one that my son stole for me he has the mini one is that the I mechanical like this, one like, this is a mechanical, but it's got, I guess it's called the, um, ah, they, I forget, they have three names for them. Um, there's the there's the mechanical really clicky, the, uh, the, I can't remember what they're called. This one, <laughs> the mechanical really back. clicky. I don't remember this that is, marketing. This is clicky switches? You had three options. There's three options. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Well, you had like, ta uh, it was like tactile and there was uh, silent and whatever else it was. Yeah, I remember I get, I think the silent one, which I quite liked, but uh, someone actually got in touch about that very keyboard, and I need. I'm. I'm. Don't want to come back with an answer yet. Bev wrote into us on email. Okay. Feedback at ami.ca, and no uh, feedback at double tap on air. Wait, wait, wait. Do you know? We do you know? Do you know why we can't <laughs> use that email address? Because I haven't I mentioned haven't that on the show. Because you haven't updated the, the lineup. Yeah. <laughs> 
so I can't I can't mention it. I'm still using EMI because that's what Rob says, and I have to go with what Rob says because, as you know, Rob is is uh, well, he's the big scary. voice guy. Yeah, big voice so, guy. Uh, big voice guy says, so I just go with that. But yeah, Beth had written into us and asked about some challenges she was having using that keyboard with the, the PC. Apparently some of the keys weren't speaking properly, so she wasn't getting a lot of feedback. So I'm going to check into that. So just so you know, I have read your email here, Bev, but I just haven't got the answer for you yet. So I will check that out over the next week. And if I'm not fawning over my Apple Watch Ultra, I will try and get the answer. Yeah, that seems that your Apple Watch Ultra is going to make it to your house. Yeah, I really hope it gets here. Because <laughs> I, I, I really want to get this thing because, you know, it's, it's funny. There's I know I keep going on about, you know, obviously... <laughs> People say to me, you know, you only buy these things and then you, you come up with some excuse to, you know, they shoehorn in the accessibility somewhere. And I'm like, look, this is the blind person's watch. I'm telling you, this is the blind person's okay. watch because it is, I love the size. And the size is not relevant to the visuals, right? A lot of people tend to think that, oh, well, does that mean you'll be able to see it better? No, I'll still not be able to see it at all. But the screen is bigger. And when I'm swiping and I'm, you know, running my finger over the, I want something a little bit bigger to use so bigger try bigger touchpad in a sense much nicer those big buttons more pronounced lovely better speaker system having the two speakers in there the three microphones voice memos it's going to sound amazing and i will say i remember once doing a show and someone sent in an audio clip just demonstrating an app or whatever it was and i remember emailing them back and saying can I just, just out of interest can i ask what you recorded this on and they said i used my apple watch i swear to you really? you and i we use we use like broadcast quality stuff. You certainly do. You know, use all this broadcast quality fancy audio recording equipment. This thing I could not distinguish. It was so really? good. Yeah, honestly, record something on your Apple Watch. Use like just press record or voice memos. I promise you, you will be. You'll never use a microphone again. Well, this is Brilliant. this is why I'm excited about the new one because it has better noise cancellation, more microphones. You know, I I remember when I first when I first got the Apple Watch. I was so amazed. I remember answering a phone call on it. And I'm like, this is so cool. And Mitchell was on the other end. He's like, I don't I can't even hear you. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I can't hear you either. But it's so cool. But the other thing, you know, they did but that's do improved. something smart. Well, no, not only that, but they did do something smart, which lets you, and I haven't even done this myself. I'm so stupid. It lets you pair your AirPods or your headphones with the watch itself. Yeah. So that if you're out and about and you got music on there or a phone call, you don't even need your phone anymore. Really, you don't. You pop your Bluetooth headset in, it's paired to the watch. If you've got cellular, you can answer calls. I'm guessing you could have the conversation like that. Mm-hmm. We should try. I'm going to try that. I'm going to take but my you know phone that, away and just go in the road. And this is the thing as well. A lot of people don't realize this until it happens. But if you, and, and especially from your point of view, because you don't use voiceover or anything like that, but you know, if you're a voiceover user, you'll know that you're, uh, depending on how you've set your AirPods up, but by default, they are set up so that they will transfer to whatever device you're using. And usually yes. the way to action that is through Siri. So if you're wearing them and you hold in the crown, it will then actually activate Siri, and that means then the audio will transfer over to your headset. And that's one way to do it, and it's one way to bring it back as well. Um, and if you're using voiceover, that can be a real nuisance because anything that's speaking, it will just grab the audio. So suddenly you find the audio is coming out your watch, and you're like, hang on a minute, why is my phone speaking out loud? Because it's, the audio is transferred across. But basically with the iCloud account and the AirPods, it doesn't just connect to your phone. So when you connect your AirPods up to your iPhone, they're actually connecting to any device you have. So that could be your Mac or it could be your, you know, your Apple Watch or whatever else, frankly, your iPad even. Um, so that's pretty cool. You know, that's a really cool feature. So it means that when you go out, you don't have to pair them. You don't have to Bluetooth them up unless you've got a separate like Sony Link Buds or something, then you would have to pair those independently. But if it's AirPods, it will, as Apple say, just work. So you should try I'm, that. I'm with you. I'm going to try it out. I'm going to try it out. I just, I got really upset just a moment ago. How much time do you have left? Oh, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. I just got really upset <laughs> because I got a notification on my phone from DJI, you know, the company that makes the drones that I love. Mm. And um, they were really cool. They sent me this this last FPV drone um, a couple days ahead of time so I can do a video on it and stuff. So I thought I was in their good graces. Clearly not, because there's an event tomorrow at nine, some kind of announcement, and they haven't told me about it yet. Oh, so that's I'm getting nice. all. Uh, I know. How dare they? But you I don't know what it but is. You so. do get told. You do. I mean, this is the thing in our job. We obviously get told things that are coming up. I got really excited. So you know, I know you get some stuff you can you can't talk about just now. But 
I got an email last week from Microsoft and it was like, big announcement, right? But you'll get to know five days before anyone else. And I thought, oh, I like that. You know, this is Surface Pro. Is it going to be some new thing? What is it? Is there some new hardware? It was a Windows 11 update. It's that a good update, though. <laughs> it's a good, it's update. A good I mean, update. It's decent. We did a show on it, but, you know, it's all right. I mean, I don't know how we got an hour out of it, but there you go. Um, but it was... Stephen, we, we, we turn... We turn... Um, <laughs> we can turn this piece of paper I'm holding in front of me that says no dishes and no garbage into a show. <laughs> Honestly. Um, there was, a, there was Sean and I had this idea once of a show, which was... I can't remember the name of it. It was something like, you know... Um, it was funny you... That was it. Funny you say that. And it was this idea of funny, because if you just literally hit somebody with us, because I don't know about you, but I am a bit like this with the, the, the background I've got and everything else. You know, there's usually a story attached to something. And if you, you, you could play a game of funny, you say that I could say to you, cucumber, go. And you'd probably come up with a story. True or otherwise. Maybe uh, yeah, best if it's not I true. With the, I resemble that <laughs> remark. I resemble that comment. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's, it's uh, now what have we got next? What's next on Double Tap TV? What's coming up this week? Oh, hang on. Well, well, you, I mean, you could have prepared me for that, so I could have. No, I can tell you. I just you did exactly ask you the question. Next. <laughs> well, I know, but you need to give me at least about 45 seconds to pull up my, my schedule. Oh, you'll here. figure this We've out. We've got a lot seconds. going on here, okay? There's a lot happening at the same time. <laughs> okay, I've got a little brain here, and all you need is one little knock on the head, and we're all screwed. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Envision glasses. Uh, oh, yes. Sta- Sean actually, yeah, Sean got hands-on at Sight Village, was it, I believe? Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, we're going to talk about the Envision glasses. Um, then on October 4th, we're going to be talking about uh, apps to help you read on your computer. That's yep. going to be a fun one. Uh, of course, that's we're going to be featuring the iPhone, the iPhone 14, um, all about the iPhone 14. That's coming uh, October 11th. You, you know, and someone said, why don't you talk about it when it comes out? I'm like, I want time. We need time to really go through the accessibility of things and really get our hands on. I could do, I mean, there's so many good tech reporters out there that yeah. are going to have stuff on the day that it comes out. But when it comes to accessibility, you know, you really got to spend time with it and figure out how it works into your life. So that's why we don't necessarily do things the day the day they come out. That and, you know, we have to shoot things in advance. Well, exactly. But but also, you know, things like, I mean, you, you talk about accessibility. One of the big topics in the blind world when iOS 16 was launched was the startup chime, which a lot of us have been looking yeah. forward to. And, you know, one of the things that kind of surprised me about that is that it's not on by default. You have to go in and you have to well, set it you- up. Where do you do that? Because I was looking for that. And you can walk okay, me through this. So go Let's into, do a little demonstration here. Okay. I'm right. Gonna, okay. My phone is in my hand. All right. Go okay. Into, so get into uh, accessibility, which is under so settings. Under settings. Settings yep. and accessibility. Okay. I'm here now. Then go to hearing. Hearing. Uh, that's hearing devices or just hearing? Oh, there's a whole section on hearing. The whole section okay. on hearing. Okay. So you should see audio visual. Oh, I do see audio visual. I like that. Headphone accommodations, background sounds, mono audio. Power on and off sounds. There we go. I love that. That's amazing. That's it. Uh, and That's you know, it. this uh, what I kind of like about that. I mean, okay, I'm not keen that it's off by default. I wish it was on by default. But what I kind of like is that that brings people into the accessibility settings to see what's there. I remember speaking to someone on a train once who was having real issues with her her phone. She couldn't see it at all, and she kept she was she had her glasses on and off, and she was trying to. And I said, "Why don't you just enlarge the text a little bit?" And she says, oh, how do I do that? Well, yeah, she's like, can I do that? And I said, well, you can. That was an Android phone, so I got someone else to touch it. I mean, you know, (laughs) I'm very conscious of disease. You're not touching Android phones. I'm not touching that thing. But um, no, but seriously, she goes into the, I says, go into accessibility settings. And she said to me, oh, I don't go in there because I don't think that's for me. I thought, (laughs) wow, what an amazing thing to say. You don't think that's for you? Um, what do you think it's for? It's not a closed off area. You don't need a special key. Anybody can go in. And the great thing is that those features in there can help you use your phone better. You know, and things like mono audio, for example. So if you've got a hearing issue on your left side or your right side, you can mono that audio so that you won't miss anything on either side because it'll just mono it to both. Um, you can you can you know, change so much in there. You say you say that, but I'm I'm discovering things right now. Yeah. Like, for example, the LED flash for alerts. I know other people have done that. That's brilliant. I didn't realize you can just turn that on. That's always a great feature. Um, there's something here, live captions beta. Can I turn that on everywhere? Yeah, so that Live will... captions in FaceTime? Yep, that is, that's exactly what that is. And it obviously still in beta at the moment. Um, but, you know, that's a great feature, which will caption your that's calls. amazing. Here's, the, here's the, the cool bit, right? So if you're having, the, the, for the, 
this just blows my mind. So let's imagine a blind person, say me, talking to a deaf person on a call. Yeah. So I can't see their text responses because what's happening is what they're typing in is coming back or what they're saying via sign as language for you, yeah. is coming back in as text, right? That's being spoken aloud for me. So two-way conversation is possible now between a blind and a deaf person, which actually for a long time, I was talking about this in the show the other day, that wasn't possible. So you know what? This actually brings me to like a thought because when this comes out of beta, if they add translation to this, oh God, the real-time imagine. translation, well, why, why why couldn't they? If they can live exactly. caption it, then Same they can thing. immediately translate it to a different language. Yeah. I'll be able to speak to, to, to relatives that I would never have been able to have a face-to-face conversation. I'll speak in English. They'll speak in whatever language, and I'll be able to, oh, my Lord. Amazing. This is exciting. And that's, you know what? They can call that an accessibility feature all you want. That's that needs to come out of accessibility. That's for everybody. We've got we've got to get away from this idea that accessibility is for one yeah, group of people. Yeah. I mean, sliding doors, right? Automatic sliding doors started off as an accessibility tool. Now they're everywhere. Electric toothbrush was set up as something that was for people who couldn't hold a toothbrush, you know, for themselves. That is incredible. How you know these devices have just become mainstream for everybody. And that's yeah. what you need to think about when it comes to accessibility. But it's really, really interesting. Uh, listen, we're almost out of time. Um, I'm looking forward to the Envision Glasses episode. We've actually got Aaron Hewitt joining us on Tuesday uh, here on Double Tap on, on the radio show. Uh, that's not the TV show. Uh, he's going to be joining us <laughs> <laughs> to talk about uh, all oh, things. Um, well, actually, a lot of different things. We're going to be talking about Braille with him. He's actually managed to pair his Apple Watch with his Android phone. That's interesting. Um, we'll talk about that. And he's also going to be talking about his experience with Envision as well. So, yeah, we'll be talking in full about Envision on the next Double Tap TV with me and him, Mark Afalalilalo. Uh, mean, in the meantime, of course, you can keep in touch with us. Feedback at ami.ca. You can also feedback at, uh, what is that again? DoubleTapOnAir.com. Yes. Yeah. I'll Just get that not fixed for next time. Okay, I'll get that fixed. If you would It's on mind. my list. It is on your <laughs> list. I even assigned it to you on our thing. On our thing. I get nothing. Oh, Lord. And you can call us and leave a voicemail on one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. We're back on Monday, of course, with another episode with Sean Priest. He will be joining me. I'm hoping that I'll be able to talk about my Apple Watch Ultra. Hoping it arrives in, in time so I can talk about it there. Really hoping that's the case. If not, I'll be very grumpy on Monday, which is, I guess, not unusual to many people. Um, and then, yeah, lots more to come. So stick around. Uh, check out, of course, Double Tap TV on YouTube. Mark has done an incredible amount of work on that. So go check that out on YouTube. Just search for Double Tap on here across social media and find us. We'll catch you again soon. Mark, thank you. Bye. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping on Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.